Hello? Is this thing on? My name is Had the Munchie. <laughs> and I am here to welcome you. <laughs> All I can say is on with the show. <laughs> what in the world? Get out of here. Go. Sorry about that. I found one of those little critters right in the recording studio. Again, Had the Munchie seems to be infatuated with recording this podcast. I probably should just let him do one so you can see how much work and self-control you have to have sitting here for about 20 minutes, not just saying a few jokes making fun of something and skew-daddling off. Maybe I'll do that. That's a good idea, actually. Anyway, hello, my name is Jim, and this is Baby Boomer Tales. Sorry for the way it all started out, but I have three little friends that live with me. They're kind of my roommates here. Not really roommates. They have a few cardboard boxes over there in the corner, and they find their way into the studio, and who knows what'll happen. They're supposed to be here for special sound effects and doing a segment we call housekeeping. But by golly, they know how to turn on the editing machine and the microphones and you know all that stuff. And I don't know where they learned that stuff. As far as I know, they don't know how to read. Maybe they do. You can find our podcast at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are places you can download our podcast. There's our Boomers General Store where you can buy Baby Boomer Tales coffee mugs and t-shirts and ball caps. Our song of the week is Danny's Song, written by Kenny Loggins, and first recorded in 1971 by Loggins and Messina. This iconic song was a gift from Loggins to his brother Danny for the birth of his son Colin. Even though Danny's song did not reach the top 40 radio hits, it will be forever etched in our hearts. Anne Murray's version of Danny's song was a top 40 hit. I believe it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Even though we ain't got money, I'm so in love with you, honey. You might find what you need and more at Homer Kate's General Store. Might find what you need and more at Homer Kate's General Store. Homer, please come here. Hi, Katie. Here we are. I know 
I'm supposed to be washing the store, Katie. I'm doing a pretty good job. The open sign's on. I swept the porch. I started a fire in the potbelly stove. I'm just waiting for our first customer. I know, I know. If I was you, I'd go out to the street and flag them down. That's where we're different, Katie. That's where we're different. I want to sit here and greet them with a friendly hello instead of, you know, waving them in. Ooh, we doggies. I sure am glad that Ronald Reagan got swore into that White House because maybe now, Katie, you'll let me invite him and his wife, Nancy, over for dinner. I know you wouldn't let me do that with the Carters. Jimmy Carter, the president, remember? Four years ago, I asked you. Anyway, Katie, I know we're opposites. When I say left, you say right. But you know how I know that we are opposite? Because you like that new show, Dynasty, and I don't like that thing at all. Reminds me of a soap opera, Katie. But I like that new show, Hill Street Blues. And you make fun of me for watching it. Oh, here comes a car. Love you, Homer. What makes opposites attract? Magnets, if you put the North Pole and the South Pole facing each other, they will be attracted to each other. You put two North Poles together, they push themselves apart. So magnets attract. Magnets can also attract a nut or a bolt or a washer. Magnets are used on a refrigerator to keep the grandchildren's drawings up there. Here's something that is opposite that attracts Beauty and the Beast. Old Belle, wasn't that her name? She was a looker and the Beast was not. He was not a looker. Unless you're Belle and you look at him and think, boy, that's a looker. Nice girls like bad boys. How come we are so compatible when we are so different? Here's some others, Sam and Diane on Cheers. Penny and Leonard on The Big Bang Theory. Now on Seinfeld, Jerry found a girl that was just like him. Do you remember this episode? And he thought it was the most wonderful thing in the world. And after a couple weeks, everything she did and everything she said just got on his nerves so terrible. How about Danny and Sandy on Greece? Is it Donnie or Danny? Uh, okay, I cannot read my notes. It looks like Danny, but then I looked at it and it says Donnie. I can't remember the movie, you know, John Travolta? And then Sandy was Olivia Newton-John. They were opposites. She was a nice little girl from suburbs somewhere. He was kind of a delinquent type, greaser, comb his hair, you know, back in the 50s. Why am I explaining this to you? I don't even know the guy's name. Two halves make a whole. You cannot make a whole out of one half. There are so many things in life that are attracted by being opposite. The best example of all this and where I'm going with this is your mate or your wife or your husband or your girlfriend or your boyfriend. 
I have to say that I think that guys that have a best friend, a pal, they have more in common than they are opposite. But a person that you are spiritually attracted to, physically attracted to, and love with, you know, the, your better half, they call it. For a male, to me, that is the female I married. Anyway, Kim, let's call her Kim for lack of a better word of it. She is so different for me, it's unreal. A lot of the things she does, a lot of the way she looks at life, drives me absolutely kind of crazy. Number one, I'm a little bit OCD as I get older. In fact, I try to explain to her where I figured out I picked that up at. When I was young, like a, a boy, and into my teenage years and early adulthood, I could not keep track of one thing. I'd lose things left and right. I didn't care if anything was put up or picked up or anything. And as I got older, I started struggling with that, wondering why I couldn't take care of business. And so I set my will on getting better with that. And so now I have probably gone 180 degrees and I'm totally different from that where I have to make sure the can in the pantry is facing outwards, okay? She is not this way at all. She's gotten better over time. At least she puts her car keys on my desk so we do not have to search for those every time she needs to go somewhere. But still, she puts things in different places and then we're looking for them all the time. I have the same place for something every time, every time, every time. In fact, if I misplace something, then that is ammunition for her to make fun of me, bring it to my attention that I'm always telling her, and here I am losing something, you know, stuff like that. We turn into each other more and more and more. I mean, she will always be a female, and I will forever be a male. There's no question there. But she does things, and I do things, that are more like the other as time moves on. Golly, gee, we should be getting more like each other. We've been married 40, going on 47 years. That's a long time. We have friends that have been married over 55, 57 years. Amazing to me. That's just amazing to me. I remember going to my grandma and grandpa's 50th anniversary when I was a kid, and they were old. They were old people. Now, my friends that have been married 57, 58 years are not old people. I think she thinks it's funny that I have a favorite color. I have a favorite shirt. I have favorite shoes. I have to do things in a certain order. One of the things that is totally different that we are from each other is I'm a wallflower. I'm very, very introverted and want to stay at home, I'd probably make a good hermit. I didn't used to be introverted back when I was a teenager and very young man, but I think drugs kind of pushed me that direction. And anymore, it's still hard for me to go to a party with a bunch of people I don't know. She, on the other hand, is the opposite, very comfortable in all that. But as we've gotten older, she's more and more comfortable staying at home. I know people say that 
so-and-so and so-and-so looks like their dog. They start spending so much time with their dog that they start taking on that characteristic. Maybe they have a long old dog face. Your tongue hangs out a little. Don't wash your nose. I don't know. But that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you see somebody and they are so different than you and you've never seen anybody quite like them and you ask somebody, who is that person over there? Maybe you see them reject some guy that tries to come up and hit on them. You like the way they handle themselves where you're standing over there in the corner trying to breathe regular and you wonder what it would be like to know somebody that's so different than you. And perhaps you do meet and kind of hit it off and start sharing some time together. And one thing leads to another. And after time, you join your lives together. And through the many thousands upon thousands of memories and experiences, good and bad, you look back and you reflect. And even though you're not like that girl at all, your life would not have been complete without her riding along beside you. Where I am weak, she's strong. Where she has weaknesses, I pick up the slack. Because of our differences, we get more accomplished and do not let life overtake us. Two imperfect people, as different as different can be, and we have become one whole. Together, we can accomplish just about anything. And if we stumble and fall, well, we do that together. And we are there to help each other up. Brush each other off, encourage each other, and look at each other right square in the eyes. And that look conveys love and trust and admiration. And we're ready to do it again. Do not be afraid to embrace something different than yourself. It may be the best thing you ever do. Begin each day with a grateful heart and always be kind and always be thankful for all you have and all you've had. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.